right. Welcome to the Birds and Bees podcast. I am your host, Sue Johnson. I am white. I am cisgender. I um, am able-bodied. Uh, I am neurotypical. I am all these things. And we have this podcast here so that people who are not part of the bullshit heteronormative binary have a place to chat. And I'm very excited about my guest today. Fifteen Pasquale. Hello. <laughs> they are uh, activists. They are a performer. They are incredibly kind, um, compassionate, and and a dog parent. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> and I'm just just please as punch she could be here today. <laughs> well, I am happy to be here and to help you out. Yay. Um, we know each other. <laughs> um, just for the listening audience, uh, we know each other from the community. When you were an intern. <laughs> yes, yeah, so way back in the day, I used to be an yeah. intern at one of the local pride centers, shall we say. Mm-hmm. There's multiple, which is good. Yeah, no, we need more. More is always better for a community, this a large size community in a small town. We certainly don't have enough resources. Yeah, they don't call it small bunny for nothing. <laughs> um, what what really is amazing for me? I, I don't know. Um, I'm part of Gen X. So, are are you millennial or Gen Z? Because I don't remember off the top of my head. Are you on the cusp? So I was just going to say, I believe I'm on the cusp. I'm very much in that weird group of people where it's like, we're not quite millennials, but because we were born before 2000, we're not quite Gen Z either. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, we get both ends and it's just like, we're like smack dab in the middle. So it's like all the, you know, all the garbage that millennials are pulling and then all the weird stuff that Gen Z is doing. We're like, we just need our own generation. Yeah. Uh, I, and I feel like when you're in that cusp, that middle, you get the worst on both ends. So um, it, m- many moons ago when I worked at a hospital, there would be the people in the pre, you know, they would be millennials. <laughs> they, they would take jobs in um, caring professions because it was money. So like their heart wasn't in it. Um, so I feel like there was kind of like this general apathy, selfishness, but you're not like that at all, ever. No. <laughs> thankfully, you, thankfully, no. I got the uh, the caring gene. So there you go. <laughs> Genetic predisposition. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, actually, my dad is a pediatrician. He works oh. as a doctor for kids. So yeah, that's what he does. Wow. That's a yeah. rough gig. Yeah, it, it, it can be. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love that you're very out and present in just in Albany in general and, and the surrounding uh, communities in the Capital District because Saratoga and Schenectady, Rensselaer, blah, blah, blah. Everybody, whole nine yards. What, what drives you? Is it just because, no, I shouldn't say just. Is it because you are passionate about uh, equality? Is it more personal? Personal is political, vice versa. As a- 
I mean, it's definitely kind of all of those aspects. I mean, I know for me, at least I'm uh, very driven from a young age. So, you know, before I figured out that I am non-binary, I used to be in Girl Scouts. Mm. <laughs> Although I mean, the story, the story mm-hmm. that I tell everyone is that like, I actually hated Girl Scouts. Like, mm. I wasn't the the only thing that I enjoyed was like selling cookies. That was it. Um, maybe the camaraderie was fun, but it felt too like it wasn't as organic as I wanted it to be. Like it was very mm. much like there there were things put in place like already for you to accomplish. Like you know, like the brownies had to do their thing. Then it was a juniors yeah. and you moved up. So like it wasn't anything like my own, and so. I know in college, like I used to actually, I was a, I started off as a graphic design major. So that's funny. That's another funny oh, story, wow. right? So that's another funny story that I like to tell people. It's like, uh, you know, when they do like two truths and a lie, it's like, that's yeah. like one of my people always think it's a lie. It's like, nope, it's a truth. I started out as a graphic design major and then sophomore year, I switched to I was like, you know what? I want to be a therapist. I want to get into social work. And here we are. <laughs> Five-ish years later or something. I can't do math. Uh, no, I, I math's not my strong suit either. I, I never got past geometry in high school. So, Oh my God. Geometry was the worst. I liked logic though, because it had no numbers in it. See, I can't do math logic. And then, and then again, this logic is just lost on me anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, to have that. And then it's like, now here's math and logic. I'm very much like, what the heck? But yeah, I pretty much failed geometry. <laughs> I had to retake the state exam. That oh. wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, standardized testing. and mm. uh, uh, no I will say. I did like algebra because it was easy. Like that was like the one math course that like I did okay in. Did you have the, um, there's just a general rule. You plug in the numbers. Yeah. Exactly. You can't, you can't <laughs> fuck it up. You can't fuck it up. Too badly. Um, what projects are you working on now in, um, in your activist role? So right now, ah, <sighs> Unfortunately, not much right now because I know, like, it's, I don't want to say it's the end of the pandemic because I have a feeling that we're going to be in this for quite some time, which is a bummer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It certainly puts like a huge damper on a lot of things because there's so much I want to do and there's so much I want to do collectively, like, as a community, but I know, like, we can only do it in small numbers. So, because of that, like, I, do try and do like small things wherever I can so like I know that um just had a giant brain fart I know that Mm -hmm. there are like a bunch of small community projects that like I know I want to start getting involved in so you know hopefully in the summer there could be like more community gardens that like I'll help out with because I'm like literal that is literal grassroots right there pun intended (laughs) (laughs) right right community gardens because I think they're a great way for people to kind of learn about horticulture and be able to you know learn how 
food grows and that they can do it themselves but also like it's there for for people to just use and take care of so I think that's pretty cool my workplace actually has a community garden like a really tiny community garden but it's nice so so incredible yeah Um, yeah Trinity Alliance has their own little community garden like right out front it's so cool. I, I saw another one pop up very recently um, near my place of business. I'm in North Albany near the Henry Johnson Boulevard exit. And I was, where was I? Livingston. I was driving and I looked over and it was like, condemned building, condemned building, community garden, condemned building. And I thought, oh, this is just, it's, it really um, it made me hopeful when I saw it. And I was like, this is awesome because it's a food desert. There's so many pockets in the city of Albany where there's no access to fresh food or um, even reasonably priced food. Yeah, no, I hear you. And that's a struggle. So I am a clinician at Trinity Alliance, just like a little bit of background information for folks at home. And I work with very much that population who struggles with food security and it's it's extremely unfortunate and it's just like there are like way too many dry spots like like food deserts like you said where there's Mm. just nothing and it's like and you know most food pantries aren't open until one day the next week so it's like what do you do on a weekend when you're scrambling right and your food dollars don't go very far like I know um the city of Albany had to cut back on food stamps by quite a bit <laughs> I know it doesn't make any sense I know I mean like the hand motion words is like why what the heck <laughs> and I, that, um, yeah. I was just gonna say that that's something that uh, definitely is something that I hope changes in the future is that like we can that like we are more driven like by the community and it's not just like what areas can we slash and cut for our budget what's dispensable apparently food even though that we know that is number one necessity is food yeah food and a roof over your head and uh shoes shoes at least yeah. <laughs> Here's at least everything else is optional. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I feel. But um, I forgot what we were talking about. Like already, I went out on like one tangent. Food desert. <laughs> Food desert. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So um, I'm again like I'm very much driven by the needs of the community, and it's just like noticing kind of what my families that I'm working with, what they're struggling with, and kind of noticing it as the same across the board, and then realizing we are grossly underfunded in terms Mm -hmm. of community resources. It is disgusting. Yeah, and I just think of like, you could lure people in with tax incentives to have a, a goddamn corner market in so many neighborhoods that are struggling. Like, it's not that difficult. Mm-mm. It's not or difficult all those, at all. Uh, I, I'm about to, like, <laughs> go on a tangent about affordable housing as well. 
but, but you know what? This is our time together. So why is there no affordable housing anywhere? I, if I had the answer, I, you know, we would have put an end to the homeless crisis. We would have put mm-hmm. an end to so many other things, but, you know. And, it's, and then it really stinks because it's like we're, we are only human. And so it's kind of like we're our only like one person or a group of people, but still there's, mm-hmm. and that's like the, I don't want to say like the realist in me, but like, I know that there's only so much that we can do to really change. Yep. Which mm-hmm. is unfortunate, but anyway, that, and- that's a little bit of a damper. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I think you're doing what you can for the youth, which is super important. Um, and I'm doing my little bit out there. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And, and I don't know, I, I just keep coming back to how a lot of this is because of the, the serious flaws in capitalism. But again, I, I feel like um, activists in this community, it's like we're, we're, <laughs> we're Sisyphus at this point. We like have a giant ball of problems that we're trying to get up the hill. And uh, yeah, we don't no, make absolutely. it. I agree. Excuse me. I think that's me who's, yeah, there we go. I don't know why that was. I think that was Discord yelling at me. <laughs> oh, it was beeping at you? Yeah. I didn't I hear anything. Oh, okay, good. Uh-uh. Never mind. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> we uh, can't live with it, and we can't live without it. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, sometimes, because I work in healthcare, um, I think about how we, everything, they want to make this paperless society, right? I'm like, which really definitely has a lot of good points to it, especially the environmental piece, which is a huge part. But at the same time, it's like if we have a power outage, then it's all of a sudden we're uh, pioneers in the 1800s. Got to do everything with a wooden pencil that you found out in the backyard and you roll it <laughs> down to the tip and then you stuck a piece of charcoal on the end and then you found the nearest tree and you took off a piece of burke and that's how you did no no we can't go back <laughs> we can't but yeah that, that's how that's how i feel and it's like i wish things were like maybe maybe there needs to be like a balance like maybe like half paperwork half electronic who knows hybrid yeah i don't know <laughs> at some point it'll probably just be videos of talking heads that is frightening. Not the band. Not the band. But. I know. <laughs> Either way, that is frightening. <laughs> uh, it's like I'm already, um, I was having a conversation with a friend not too long ago. It's like, I'm already creeped out by like AI and everything. And I know it's going to like take over the world eventually. And we're going to turn it to like a Wally situation. That is so funny that you mentioned that. I finally saw that movie for the first time last week. And it's adorable. Oh, depressing yeah yeah it, it was I was really just I had a lump in my throat the entire hour and a half that it was on 
Yeah, that's um, what Pixar is known for. Like, it's the kids enjoy it, and then the adults are crying at the end of every Pixar movie. Yeah, basically. Unless it's up, and then it's, I'm just hysterical the entire time. Yeah, the entire time, right. The first 10 minutes. <laughs> well, there, my heart just got ripped out of my chest. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm what they call an emotional uh, TV movie viewer, like... I don't cry at like other things, but I'll cry during movies. I do too. Absolutely. Or yeah, no. <laughs> movies, TV, you tug at my heartstrings. <laughs> are you watching anything good right now? I was going to say you are the master of recommendations. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to know what you're watching. I'm always curious as to what my friends are watching. Um, we just, uh, the Husbeast and I, I don't say husband anymore. Uh, the older and crankier you get, the more deeply embedded in feminism I get. I I don't know what it is about the word husband that just makes my skin crawl. So he's husbeast. <laughs> husbeast. That that's that's funny. Uh, I mean that totally makes sense, and it's definitely a term that has been used like literally since the beginning of time. So mm-hmm. so I, I I definitely can understand that. <laughs> anyway oh right oh we were talking about watchable things uh finished re-watching and then catching up with mr robot because watch the first two seasons and then so much time elapsed between second and third i couldn't follow the plot so and then it ended after the fourth season so it's actually a perfect time to segue back into it and it's scary and horrific and which is ama- but the great soundtrack. Like I made a bunch of playlists, like season one, season two. <laughs> that's what I do. I am not, see, like I can identify actors. Like if I think mm. hard enough, is that the one with um, what's his face? He was just in Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Rami Malik. There we go. I was like, I think we'll start yes. with M. Yes. Yes. I mean, R. <laughs> his last name is starts with <laughs> This is where my brain is at. Here I am. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know what? I completely understood what you said anyways. There you go. There we go. So, and it's funny, like, so my brain will do that sometimes. Like it'll like switch words on me. Mm. So like you get, you get it. Like I'll like start saying something and then like, I'll like, uh, like just like I'll, I'll be meaning to say like um, bananas. And then like my brain will say, ap- my mouth will say apples. So I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> or, or another fun thing that my brain does is it'll switch the letters in words for me so like I'll start saying the word but then it'll like have like a different letter at the beginning or (laughs) like sometimes my brain combines words which is really fun oh I love that so it's like I I, yeah my brain is quite the interesting place I, I will say that I was um talking to somebody today about how we know the function of the brain we know it's different parts we know what each part is responsible for, but we don't understand the mind. That is very um, true. And, and all the complexities that come with that and the way a brain is hardwired and decision-making processes. and It's all in the ether. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we may never know. I know. And that's like, uh, I think back at like... Uh, you know, th- there's that um, 
argument that humans only use 10% of their brain. I hate that expression. I mean, I can, I can guarantee you I probably only use 10% of my brain. No. No, but the more you think about it, it's kind of true because if you equate that to like your mind, we don't know, like the, the mind is like totally the unknown. So it's very much like, what about that other 90%? Maybe that's the mind that we don't know about or that we don't know how to quite use yet. Cause you know, we as humans, we're constantly evolving and changing and it's like, whatever, I don't want to call them dumb, but whatever weirdo said that your brain stops developing at 25 is that's nonsense. I think it's nonsense. Um, I, I had heard that a lot recently about the neurocortex being fully developed. And that's why teenagers um, are short-term thinkers. Like this feels good right now. Um, so I, I can see some validity in that, but, um, but yeah, I, I was going to say something and, um, I totally flew out of my head and I apologize. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the mysteries of the mind and the mysteries of the brain. We don't know. Yeah. My, my brain just said, no, when you're shutting down right now, you, you're not going to get it. <laughs> no. I also yeah. took a nap today and an unexpected nap. <laughs> I wish I took a nap. I did not. <laughs> That's very unusual for me because once I'm up, I'm up. And then my body and my brain are like, yeah, no, <laughs> rest mode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is Friday. So if, if the work is light and you have the time, then absolutely mm-hmm. take that nap. <laughs> what are you watching right now? Oh, what am I watching? I... I just finished Hold Up and now I got to like pull up my Netflix and everything because I was just (laughs) watching. I have one of my close friends. We have like just the biggest Netflix to watch list. And I was telling (laughs) her one day, I was like, you know what? They really should have a feature on Netflix where it's like you put like a person's name next to it, like your friend's name. And it's like, this is Mm -hmm. what I want to watch with that person. So you know how it's like your watch list? Mm hmm. But then it's like you and your friends watch list. So Netflix, if you're listening, um, I am pitching this idea and I can start it at a million bucks because I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, oddly enough, when it was just um, actual physical discs. Oh, my. (laughs) There was a feature on there that said your friend also had a similar taste and they're going to watch this next. See, I don't remember that, but I do remember the discs mm-hmm. and my grandkids <laughs> are going to be like, you're insane. That never happened. It's like, yes, your TV came to you in a disc mm-hmm. through the mail, which I know does mm-hmm. not exist now. I can't even tell you the first movie I watched. It was Party Monster. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a great movie about Michael Alec the premier club kid who actually died fairly recently from a drug overdose. I know. That is a bit of a bummer though. I, you know, he, I think he had just turned 50 and he spent a lot of time in prison. Please watch the movie or read an article about it because it's a long story. (laughs) But I always, (laughs) I always got the feeling that 
he knew he wasn't going to be living on this earth for a long time. And, uh, and Macaulay Culkin played the hell out of that role. Macaulay Culkin is a fantastic actor, so. Mm-hmm. And not a dirtbag. And not Don't a dirtbag. You- Although everyone knows him for Home Alone and My Girl, so you know. <laughs> I'm, one of the, I'm one of the few people on this earth that does not enjoy Home Alone. <sighs> really? On paper, it makes sense, right? Catherine O'Hara. John Candy has a cameo. Uh, the, the cute guy from Pete and Pete, the taller Pete. I don't know. It, the way it, it just didn't translate in my brain to tee-hee-heeing. You know what? It's different, what is it? Different goats for different floats? No, I'm kidding. That's not it. <laughs> but you know what? Goats are awesome. Um, but anyway, what was I just watching? I, I had watched this short series on Netflix super super short it's only like eight episodes oh i can do that in the afternoon yeah that's actually because each episode is only 30 minutes but it's called we are the champions and like they go around the world and it's uh it's like a documentary and it's kind of like the way that they do it is like and and almost felt like it wasn't a real documentary like documentary i don't know why i said it like that but it was just very fancy Right. It was very, it was just very like lighthearted and comedic. So like uh, the very first episode, which I did not expect it to be was uh, about cheese rolling. And so what's that? uh, Apparently in England, in this teeny tiny town there every year, they have a cheese rolling competition where they take this giant wheel. I'm not making this up. This is real. There's this giant wheel of cheese that this one cheese maker i don't know the actual term for it but oh, cheese make, makers right yeah cheese maker they make it every year and then they wrap it up all nice and the point is it's they go down like this hill that's at least like this steep like it's like a 45 degree incline and it's Whoa. like 100 meters and they roll the cheese down the hill and then these people are insane like they (laughs) like the whole goal is like you have to chase after the cheese and be the first one to cross the finish line so you don't actually catch the cheese because the cheese is going like 100 miles per hour right down the hill so it's impossible to catch it the cheese is already down the hill by the time you get there oh my god (laughs) the people just run down the hill and try and be the first to cross the finish line and it's just insane because, like, these people, like, when you watch it, like, they're, like, throwing themselves down the hill. And because it's, like, a 45-degree incline, <laughs> like, you can imagine that gravity is just going to do the rest. <laughs> so um, it's ridiculous, but it's fun. I was actually, my dad had started watching it just on a whim one night. And this was after I had had a so like to for background information i do have depression and anxiety they're all chronic Mm -hmm. i'm doing my best to manage Mm -hmm. them i'm in therapy yet i'm here yeah good for you for managing it and being in therapy because therapy is important and in my opinion it should not be as expensive as it is and less stigmatization especially in which is what i'm talking about it but anyway, so I have I had just coming out of like this uh, really bad depressive uh, depression episode, 
and I just sat down with my dad and watched this and I was like laughing hysterically. I was like, this is ri- so ridiculous. I like, it's just like, just the stuff that's happening around the world. Like it was just like, whoop, it, it went away. Like I was focused on just like the nonsense that I was watching. Like the second episode is about chili eating. So there's like a oh. hot chili eating contest. Yup. Okay. I'm watching this. And actually, uh, so in that episode, something that's really cool is that there's a woman of trans experience. It's it's totally cool. And it's just like, no one gives a shit on the show. Like, they think that she's another chili eating queen. Hmm. So that that I thought was really cool. And it was just like, there's even an episode on dog dancing. So that (gasps) was And then there's also one on fantasy hairstyling which definitely gave me ballroom vibes so if you if you know the ballroom culture yes okay yeah. okay oh wait well, but we could explain it for the audience ah, yes. those of you not so, know <laughs> go ahead yes for those at home <laughs> that's what kind of I'm like those at home ballroom culture is it evolved within the black community the lgbtq black community and it was a way for them to kind of come together and form what they call houses so mm-hmm. also you should watch pose pose fx or actually all the seasons are enough because it's a fantastic show it's a it pulls on your heartstrings like i cried so much watching that show but it's good anyway yeah, yeah. so ballroom scene is kind of like a series of competitions and so each house will compete and it's all about like just being yourself and honoring that which i think is really cool yeah. And they have like all these neat costumes that they put together, even sometimes legit ball gowns. <laughs> like they go all out. And so it's it's just like a way for the community to come together. And it can get very competitive, but it's very yeah. fun to watch. I have been to a few balls myself. Have you? Yeah. Is there a ball so culture in the area? There is. There there so there definitely is a huge ball culture within the capital region, which not many people know about. Is yeah. Like, if you know, you know. Mm. But when I was at In Our Own Voices, actually, we held several balls for Pride and just yeah. to have it throughout the year. Like, it doesn't have to just be around Pride, which I think is really awesome because it's like, mm-hmm. you, know, you should celebrate who you are all the time and yeah. also your community. So that is something that I really like. But anyway, going back to... My original point was <laughs> this episode in We Are the Champions, it's all about hairstyles. So they had like <laughs> fantasy hairstyles, like they had to create like these wacky wild wigs and but like it had to be like out of like legit hair as you right. do with a wig. Oh man, it was it was like it was so cool just to see everything. I was just like and everyone's creativity and, and like it celebrated black booty and it's just like that's this is what we need it's like we don't need anything about like black trauma anymore like we need something that celebrates black culture and black beauty and like you know there's success stories because it's not all sad depressing yeah it's so it's like we white people in charge (laughs) they they tend to like overcompensate right so it's like, we're going to put this, commodify this, 
um, and then sell it for ads, right? My opinion anyway. But I, and I feel like um, there are not a lot of shows and films that are just like a little slice of life. This is just like my everyday get up. This is my everyday, you know. I feel like oh, I'm not man. doing an adequate job explaining it. <laughs> no, no, I totally, yeah. I totally hear what you're saying. And I'm trying to think, uh, there is one show that kind of, I would have to go back and do my research, but because mm-hmm. I don't want to like throw out wrong information because that's not good. Uh, there's so much we can always ask dr luke google so (laughs) dr google (laughs) no see it's not dr google it's that's web md you can't take away web md's job for (laughs) (laughs) oh but but anyway another show that i had just watched it's another short one because that's my attention span like Mm. I can only watch like short TV shows <laughs> that are like half hour long and then I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I am not okay with this. It okay. is a supernatural show. Oh, and I don't want to give too much away, but if you know the it movies, the ones with Pennywise and oh yes, yes, very okay, familiar. So the second the second it movie, which I really like. Uh, the two of the actors, the redhead, uh, the one who played younger Bev, yeah, 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 the one who played younger Bev, and the one who played uh, younger Stanley, are in the show together. So that that's pretty cool. Oh, I'm watching that now. <laughs> yeah, and and it's cool. It's good. It's cool to see them in a different setting. I mean, it's it's very similar in the sense of like, this gives me. 80s vibes but it's like set in like the early 2000s which kind of threw me off so it was like <laughs> oh okay that's kind of weird because like they they had like iphones and stuff so i'm like what year is this <laughs> <laughs> but this this girl she it's it's kind of like a coming of age story and she's hmm. like figuring out who she is and um like a lot of there's like a lot of changes happening and one of those changes is potentially maybe a superpower we don't know oh so but like what triggers it is anger like the hulk what was that like the hulk kind of you know what kind of like the hulk but like not as intense but she goes through this seven episode uh one season journey which i really hope there's a season two because i binge this in like a weekend (laughs) <laughs> like a day and a half really because I just like I turned it on and I was like this is really interesting I'm I'm sucked in uh the characters are charming and you know they're clunky and it's just like they reminded me of me as a teen so I was like this is like exactly how teenagers are <laughs> like so I I really liked it I, speaking I of someone good. who is was equally walker uh weird and awkward I, I, I tried am. to make <laughs> <laughs> me too. I just tried to combine weird and awkward. I don't know if you picked awkward. up on that. Walkward, yes. Walkward. <laughs> I'm Walkward. Nice to meet you. <laughs> kind of sounds like Squidward, who I now <gasps> very much relate to. Uh, you know, the only thing <laughs> you know what I don't know if it's me, but lately I've noticed that Squidward's nose is a limp penis. Yep. No, okay. I noticed that like as soon as I was a like as soon as I became a teenager, I was like, you know what? 
<laughs> Squidward's nose looks like a penis. <laughs> a flaccid one. Yep. Because it's Squidward. He would, of course, he would have ED, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of characters, you sing, you dance, you act. Actually, I don't dance. I can't dance. I <laughs> I can only do pre choreographed dances. So, still, still a talent. You don't um, miss your marks, and. And if there's a mistake, your face doesn't go. Oh wait, this is an audio medium. I made a I made a silly face. <laughs> kind of a confused face. Kind of, it's kind of like the emoji that um, Apple created now, where it's like the, the it's like a uh, like a half frowny half. Yeah. Face. Yeah, it's, it's a like, sneer oh, leer. Man, yeah. <laughs> so that face, you know, it's supposed to be like, oops, I made a mistake. That face. <laughs> I'm actually quite glad that Apple created that emoji because I use it frequently. It is like, let's see, what number? I use Truly Face a lot because they talk a lot about food. I was going to say, you do. I always appreciate your food posts. They are, they make me hungry. Yeah, it's like, it's in my frequently used emojis. Is that (laughs) that little wonky? I can't can't do it. But I think folks at home know that face. How did you get involved with the local um, performance scene? Mm-hmm. Ah, that came out weird. <laughs> <laughs> performance scene. Oh, that's pretty pretty spot on. Uh, let's see. So I started really being involved in the theater community. How many years ago? A long time ago. Let's see. Back in. Holy shit. How long has it been? Uh, 20. Not, see, now I got to do math. <laughs> and I have my phone cal- calculator for a reason. At least you didn't take off your shoes. <laughs> no, no. I, so I've been like involved like for pretty much a decade and Yay. started out with, so actually like if you want to go way, way back, I started out doing color guard back in middle school yep back in middle school up until my junior year of high school but Mm -hmm. that's what really got I just loved being the center of attention because I was like I can't be that at home so I'm going to be the center of attention here (laughs) so that was fun and you know it's like it's definitely an underrated art form I think Mm. not many people know about it and this is the only place where I will allow guns or stuff that's similar to guns because i spun a rifle i was a rifle spinner so not not real rifle what no i'm just i didn't realize color i thought it was flags yeah so it's flags so flags is the main one and see now i'm like man if there was like a gay color guard we would just be waving the pride flags right yeah that right. and all the iterations too yeah yeah and there's enough for everyone anyway uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's flags. There's also what they call sabers, which are like Ooh. swords. But yeah. like, obviously, these aren't like real weapons. Although, like I, you know, when I was an, an asshole teenager, I would use them as to start. Anyway, I'm kidding. I, I would have done. That. Like it's like when uh, uh, <laughs> you have to wear a hard helmet because you're like maybe gonna go check out a cool cave or a mummy museum in Mexico. 
and uh, and you take the hard hat and you just start banging it on the cave wall. Wow. Yeah, just wow. to make sure it works. That may oh, or may so not yeah, have happened to me. We would do that to each other. We would just bang our heads together like the idiots that we were. <laughs> anyway, so we there are sabers and then there are rifles and the rifles are literally just like wooden. It's like a toy gun, but like yeah. it's got weight to it. So like obviously, so it doesn't go flying out of your hand because if it yeah. was made of plastic, yeah. Right, right, and it's uh, definitely they're both definitely used for exactly that: tossing into the air, doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Like, well, not crazy. I shouldn't say crazy. A bunch of wild Patching stuff. Tree. Yes, very much wild that like we could do, and it's, it's underrated. And I think it definitely is a sport, in my opinion because when you should see the the warmest that they had us do like i felt like i was gonna pass out and arena <laughs> and then we had a lot of marching were... well so actually uh we didn't have a marching band at i went to shen and clinton park mm. for high school we didn't have a marching band we used to but then of course budget cuts happened and, and what's the first thing to go yep Arts, music as it is which is another one of my annoyances of the world but anyway mm. so color guard was something that just got me to enjoy performing and like it got me out of my skin kind of I was still very awkward but I was less mm. awkward than I was before so there's because that. you had community exactly because we were but we were just a bunch of weirdos who enjoyed tossing things in the air and hoping they didn't smack us in the face although one time uh, my rifle did smack me in the face it was right before a performance too but oh, i still no 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 with a possible <laughs> right I, was, I, I had a solo i was like i cannot miss this but i'm just gonna walk out there i'm gonna put makeup on hope i look pretty <laughs> hopefully and you were not like, concussed no, thankfully no <laughs> they checked for that but but i was fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah and then after color guard like i just started doing local theater and actually my first show was with not so common players they are a theater group based in clifton park we are the ones we so what's actually cool about clifton park one of the few cool things <laughs> is that we have an amphitheater outside theater and so it's like this huge giant wood building that's next to our big giant soccer field in the Clifton Commons, and oh. we do free summer theater there. Yeah, I so, didn't know that existed. Oh, now you do, and it's great. Um, and I know that they are actually back on this summer because I just saw them. Yeah, and uh, live theater is coming back, folks. So that's exciting. Yeah. I'm so happy. But yeah, so my first show there was Oliver. Ooh. <laughs> feel like that's everybody's first first performance oh man that was a that was a trip <laughs> and then you know of course I was a child so even more of a trip but it was still when you were a street urchin yes actually I was a, I, I was a street urchin <laughs> still am a street urchin thank you <laughs> but yeah that, all, you, all you need is the black lung at this point exactly <laughs> but I did shows there for about five years, five summers. Yeah, my last show there was uh, Damn Yankees, which is a, oh. uh, it's not my favorite show, but it was kind of fun to be in. So, yeah. I, mean, I think the only song I know from that is Lola. 
yep. whatever Lola, Lola wants, Lola, Lola gets. Yep. <laughs> Actually, one of my good friends, she was Lola in our production, and she was very talented. Still is very talented. Yay. So there's that. But yeah, after not so common player, ooh, players, <laughs> I started doing like more regular plays. So I'm trying to remember what my first play was. I can't remember, but <laughs> it, it, I, I've done a lot of shows and I think mm-hmm. what I'm most excited for about theater is that it is coming back because I know it, we've been a year without live shows mm. in a theater because I know that there's Zoom shows and everything like people not the put same. on plays. Yeah, it's definitely not the same and it didn't have the same feeling for me and I also did zoom plays like throughout quarantine I'm like yes not the same because like you don't get that immediate gratification from the audience when they laugh at your jokes and when you don't hear (laughs) laughter it sounds like the joke failed and as someone who was a I I like to think I'm funny I think you're hilarious (laughs) if a joke fails oh it sucks (laughs) sucks it's it's awful it's like one of the one of those things that just like hits 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 you right there mm. right there in the heart it's like oh dang i'm not that funny anymore i guess i can't go out and be the comedian that i've always wanted to be <laughs> um but no I, I don't need to be a comedian my life's a joke already just kidding yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i just started doing more zoom plays and i am hoping that you know i get to do like a real play soon because i do miss being on stage I am very grateful I'm actually oh I just tossed something I'm very grateful because next hold up I gotta make sure I don't butcher the date aha uh-huh. in two weeks from now mm. I will be going to see Troy Foundry Theater so I'm plugging them because they are an excellent theater company so if you guys out there want cool original theater check out Troy Foundry theater i really like them um i'll they link are them doing, in the description there you go <laughs> they are doing uh the play called a deed without a name huh. created by katie pedro and i will be singing that two wednesdays from now so i'm very excited and it's outdoor theater, which is gonna Ooh. be cool so i'm i'm just it's gonna be good to like be an audience member because I haven't really felt like I was one <laughs> for like the longest time. So it's a plus that theater is yeah. it's a it's a communal experience. Like the crowds giving you their undivided attention. They're laughing and they're connecting with characters. And and then I feel like that makes you feel like super powerful and like I'm gonna put on a goddamn show for these people. They that's, love me right now. <laughs> they no, they love the character. They don't love me. True, so that's, right. that's the difference. <laughs> Although I'd like to pretend that they love me too. So you know. <laughs> it is, it is a good job portraying the character. But anyway, now I am just very grateful that theater is slowly coming back because I am very iffy still. I think like I said at the beginning of just hanging out with you, like I am very iffy about just things still reopening because I'm like COVID is still here and still a risk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're not completely out of the woods yet so hopefully I mean my fingers are crossed that we'll help more people 
get access to the vaccine because mm-hmm. and see how nice it is when we have free health care this is so nice we don't have to pay for the vaccine or anything i know it's been incredible and and now this week if you are 12 uh, or older you're eligible to get that vaccine no one can see this, but I am giving two big thumbs up right now because I think <laughs> when I heard that news, I was so happy because so many of my families who have young kids mm-hmm. are pushing their children to get the vaccine because now that now they can. So that's that's, that's good, good stuff. Um, I did want to ask you about one of the plays you're in um, about Hufflepuff from from Harry Potter. Um, I didn't get a chance to go and see it, unfortunately, and I'm a proud puff. Um, but I was just curious. And so this will be tangentially about the play and also about J.K. Rowling, who is a dirty, nasty turf. I just snapped so, my fingers. I did a finger gun. <laughs> you got to add pew pew that way. Pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, So I do not, this is just a disclaimer, and this is my opinion as Mm. someone who is non-binary and someone Mm. who stands with my transgender brothers and sisters and siblings. um, I do not like J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Let it be known. I do not like her. I think that she lost her... She lost that initial vision slash magic slash whatever she had at the beginning because now someone take away her Twitter account. I mean, they can, they, if they can suspend a former media influencer who happened to live in the White House, because <laughs> um, that is what he was, a former mm-hmm. media influencer who happened to live in the White House, who happened to smell probably real bad and had terrible tans. Um <laughs> Anyway, yeah, if they can take away his Twitter account, they can surely take away her Twitter account. But yeah, I do not stand by any of her opinions because that's what they are. And I have the, she has the right to say her opinions and I have the right to tell her that they are wrong. Right. And, and we also have our spending power as well. So I have been encouraging people to, hey, if you really want to read the Harry Potter series, go to thrift books. Don't give her a cent. Or actual thrift stores, because... or Yes, secondhand bookstores, uh, which we desperately need more of, in oh, my I opinion. I <laughs> am a huge fan of secondhand stores, thrift stores, you name it. But yeah, so anyway, the play that I was in, actually, you know what? Was that the last... I think it might have been your last production. Wait, hold up, hold up. I gotta... See, now I'm like, I don't want to, like, <laughs> get stuff mixed up and have people yell at me because I got the days wrong, because I can't... I don't see this is what happens when you have ADHD. I have, I have ADHD dates. Do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, I've I didn't know that. It, yeah, I've had it like my entire life. I've been better at managing it, so, sometimes better. But now it's just like more ADD because you know I'm an adult. Whatever. Uh but yeah, dates they, they forget about it. I if you want me to remember something, like you have to repeat it to me and I need to make sure it's done in like five different calendars. I, oh. I, I yeah <laughs> but anyway actually I do believe I don't even need to look it up now because I do believe Puffs was my last performance on stage which makes me really sad because that was two years ago yeah. wow uh <laughs> that is depressing <laughs> for me but 
Puffs is a parody of the entire seven years of Hogwarts and mm-hmm. the entire name of the play is called Puffs colon or seven increasingly eventful years at a certain school for magic and magic <laughs> because the playwright Matt Cox he <laughs> obviously of course due to copyright reasons had to change some of the names but actually yeah. like it works like it makes everything like so much more comedic because it is a comedy and it's told from the point of view of the Hufflepuffs and so Yay. And actually, which is really funny, because I am actually a Slytherin in real life. I am not a Hufflepuff, but that would be my secondary house. I'm a, I'm a Puffclaw. No, a Huffleclaw. Huffleclaw, yeah, I can see yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, <laughs> I am a Slytherpuff. But <laughs> so um, it's told from the point of view of the Hufflepuffs, and it. Harry Potter does make a an entrance, but I forget what you actually. You know what? Hold up, I have <laughs> for the folks at home. I just pulled out my script, and I'm gonna show Sue. There it is, Puffs. Yep. There's it's a little a teeny very, badger. <laughs> it's a very fun play, and I'm looking over it now just so I can. So Harry's actually called Harry, but we can't call him Harry Potter for litigious reasons. reasons. Disney will come to your home and say with it with uh um lawyer and guns and say you're taking it out or you're giving me a million bucks. Exactly. I don't know why they were the old tiny gangsters in my mind, but I'm just like, see here, tiny wizard gangsters with wands (laughs) that no and the wands are toothpicks. I'm so freaking brilliant. (laughs) Anyway, so it follows another trio. So instead of Harry, Ron, and Hermione, the this trio is Wayne Hopkins, Oliver, Oliver Rivers, and my character, who was Megan Jones. And the funny part is that they're all from. Well, Wayne is from, actually both. No, Wayne is the only American, so he's American, okay. and Oliver and Megan are not American. But Megan is, the. Uh, daughter of a death eater so yeah i know and so she thinks that she's supposed to be a slytherin because her mom is a death eater and so (laughs) she was sorted into hufflepuff and she was very pissed that she was sorted to hufflepuff because she thinks that she's supposed to be a slytherin and your costume and makeup for the show just like 80s goth teenix (laughs) Oh, yes. 80s goth teenagers, because actually it was set in the late 90s. So, yeah, because nice. that's when Harry Potter took place. Oh, yeah. But great. it follows these three fine wizards and witch through the seven years and their friends in Hufflepuff House. So it's like this huge hodgepodge of other characters. So we got Ernie Mac. <laughs> and then but like the act and like here's a fun part of the play is like the actors like play multiple roles so like you'll have one character yeah you'll have one actor playing like three different characters so the actor who played Ernie I want to give a shout out to my friend Ken he was so funny because he was also Dumbledore (laughs) and it has this very deep voice so definitely like he just fit that role and like he was so funny and just 
it, he was he was fantastic and just he was also severus snape <laughs> and also <That> is- <laughs> but they called him um potions teacher a certain potions teacher and then so he was also mad eye moody but they call him real mr moody <laughs> and then other uh characters in the 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 hufflepuff house or the puffs was um hannah character hannah who was also my mom so the person who played hannah was also my mom xavier jones so that's a fun name and then (laughs) there was also jay finch fletchley who's supposed to be justin (laughs) justin um finch fletchley i think is his full name or maybe wrong but anyway yo you got it (laughs) okay i was like it's been so long but like he plays multiple characters and like he plays this character that's not even in harry potter and his name is zach smith and like he's like supposed to be like the sports guy like the sports coach for for hogwarts and he has like these really ridiculous monologues and it's just it's a fun show and then there's a character named leanne who's an original character sally perks is an original character susie bones is not she's in nope Harry Potter briefly, so she yeah. actually had a little bit of a moment here in Puffs. But I um, then- <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I was gonna say I get a kick out of t- any time that I see a read a book or there's a character in TV or film or or play and their name Susan because it's just not a common name and it wasn't even common when I was born. <laughs> so, it's definitely. So- yeah, that that I agree. It is definitely not a, a very common name. But yeah, Susie Susan Bones. <laughs> and then my favorite character in this whole kerfuffle is Cedric. So they actually have a Cedric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the actor who was Cedric, they were incredible. And they were also Mr. Voldy, so instead of Voldemort. <laughs> what? I can't Mr. think of Voldy. two more disparate characters. Right, right. So, so- Oh my god this just speaks to the caliber of talent that you are working with oh yeah the, let me tell you this cast was just everybody in there was just insanely talented and i was only disappointed that i was one character the entire time oh i wish i could have been multiple but i did enjoy being megan because i very much saw a lot of myself in her character like you know very much that like not feeling in the right place like very much Mm. wanting to go against kind of what she thinks is not how do I put it it's like she she was very much against what was clearly right for her but then she was Mm -hmm. like because she she wanted to do like the other thing that was like the wrong the the wrong thing and so like eventually like she comes to terms with with who she is and it's like one of the best personally i think one of the cooler character development slash arcs in a play i was just gonna say that because it's only (laughs) supposed to be 90 ish minutes but we did the longer version (laughs) um which 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 was actually okay so the really cool thing about having us uh, when we did the longer version is that we ended up doing an intermission and my mom actually was able to help with the intermission snacks and so they're all harry potter themed which was really cool and she did a really good job so like that and that was just fun to like have her like involved and like 
do stuff for the the show because I know that my mom also really loves Harry Potter and she's a Hufflepuff like she's 100% uh. a Hufflepuff um, <laughs> so like the fact that she was able to just help with that was really cool because you know oftentimes like I'm just doing my own thing on stage or like behind the scenes because I also mm. stage manage so yeah it was it was just it was a nice change but yeah that was certainly one of the most fun shows I've done you went out with a bang but you'll be back with an even bigger bang hopefully my fingers yeah. are crossed <laughs> I did since we are fast approaching our time up wow <laughs> which I know I I feel like we could keep talking um but I think this is a super super episode super sized <laughs> I did want to ask you um your part you are uh, identify as being non-binary um and um you're you know it just seems like the people closest to you were very they understood you're like this is who I am these are my pronouns and I I feel like that I'm I didn't uh, blah, blah, I'm sorry <laughs> the sun's going it's down all good. <laughs> do you feel like it your life shifted in a better way once you put your finger on this is what's missing or this is I knew something was wrong or not wrong, but yeah, missing, something, I guess. I, I think missing is the absolute perfect way to put it. Cause it actually absolutely was. I felt like when I, so I always like, I never like as even, even as a kid, like my parents could tell you, like I never gravitated towards anything super feminine or super mm-hmm. masculine and it wasn't until, of course, middle school when you feel like you have to pick and choose, be like, all right, now I'm going to be super feminine and be super uncomfortable. <laughs> um, yeah. And but I like I always remember, like, and I look back at like pictures of me as a kid and like I, I really like just wore like the gender neutral clothing. And I have to really like thank my parents for that because they were like a lot of the the quote-unquote girly clothes for kids my age were very not play clothes and my parents were like we need Mm -hmm. to give you play clothes like so that's that was their mindset they were like they want they need functional clothes that they can get dirty so it was like right good mentality (laughs) so I was lucky to to have that aspect of my childhood because I remember like I don't I really don't think it was until like I hit puberty where I was like ew yeah I was like, what is this? (laughs) Like, I, let me tell you, middle school and probably many folks at home can relate. Middle school was awful for a lot of people. Mm, Yes. (laughs) So it just very much like that was another area where it's like, I definitely felt other, like I knew I didn't quite Mm. feel 100% a girl, but I wasn't also a guy. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was like, it was this weird limbo-y type feeling and so you know high school comes along and I was very much hyper feminine at that stage too Mm. I was starting to like get more comfortable with like mixing and matching like my wardrobe and being a little bit more masculine but I definitely Mm. like my closet was like I used I loved shopping at Delia's like that was like a thing 
loved back then, alias. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm so sad that uh, Crossgates, their store closed because that place was great. But that was like all my closet was like their dresses. So like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I was like, right, it's like me in a dress now. What the heck? But it wasn't until I was in college where I, I like, I vividly remember this. It was sophomore year. No, just kidding. Junior year of college. I was sitting in my dorm room. I was watching my favorite like LGBTQ YouTubers because that's what I did because I was like, <laughs> all right, people know that I'm gay as all heck. Like I am the gayest <laughs> gay you will ever meet. <laughs> uh, and so it's just like, that was another way I found that community was through YouTube. I didn't do YouTube myself, but like I like to watch other people. So like one of my uh, favorite YouTubers to watch back then was this YouTuber. Their name was Ash Hardell. And they had just like a bunch of videos about androgyny and figuring mm. out their own non-binary identity. And as soon as I heard that word and what it meant, I was like, like a light bulb went off in my head. Like, I remember like mm. taking my laptop, putting it aside, and I was like, I got to process this right now. <laughs> like. <laughs> Because it was it was a lot of like emotions happening in my brain. Because I think at that point I was maybe like, how old was I in my junior year? I think I was only twenty. Twenty one. So was twenty. Yeah. Yeah, twenty. Because I graduated when I was twenty one. I was very overwhelmed, but I was like, a relief. I'm sure. Re- absolutely. That is the perfect word. It was relief. It was like holy moly, like this feel like this is comfortable because it's like. And I remember explaining to my roommate at the time. It's like I don't feel. 100% a woman I don't feel 100% a man like I've never felt that way like there there's there might have been like maybe once because if I can if I like go back in my Facebook I could probably find a post where it's like I am a woman mm. I'm cringing so much at that <laughs> and I think I remember it's not also, your identity yeah right and I think now that I think back in it like I really do think like back then like I cringed typing that so now it's like that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense it's just like so like non-binary to me like just to to put it briefly is like it's 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 a way for me to tell to let people know that is like this is how I'm most comfortable by just being who I am like I don't feel yeah. drawn to one binary like I, I'm just a, a person existing in this weird wide world web yeah. yeah I I, I think people are just so used to this or that like that's how this country is built was a binary economy yeah and you're living your life as a blend or maybe as maybe on a particular day neither or you know and it's hard for people to take yeah and you know what part of me is like yeah fuck it you exactly i am a complicated we're all complicated human beings exactly that's what we are and the right people will accept you for who you are 100 percent. yep yep and the right people will not and, and this is the one thing i've learned the right people will not expect you to explain who you are to them Mm -hmm. 100% of the time so like they just are like oh cool that's that's what you want to go by now cool 
Like they're they're not asking like the but why? <laughs> and that's wearing- not it, yeah, it's not for someone else to say. Right. You're, like you I- live in that body and that is your you're living your own life on your terms, which exactly. is I feel like that's more of a, the spirit of America rather than being like you have to choose. No, 100%. Yeah. I am going to ask you and you yes. don't have to answer or you can be a little coy if you'd like. But um has dating and relationships changed for you uh since the pandemic? <laughs> yeah, uh it definitely has. Thankfully, uh, with the vaccine, I can now say that hot vaxxed summer is a thing. <laughs> um, instead of hot girl summer, the all-inclusive term is now hot vaxxed summer. So uh, <laughs> use that as you will. Uh, <laughs> I'm, You're I'm too kidding. busy uh, doing hot non-binary shit. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm fully vaccinated and ready to, okay. ready to mangle. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thumbs up but anyway uh yeah it's definitely the pandemic certainly has changed a lot of how i view intimacy and dating to put it this way to put it frankly i've had quite the tumultuous year mm. for dating. <laughs> i have mm-hmm. uh, uh gone through quite a bit just to put it that way and it's just yeah. in, like t- like looking back i'm like wow i have done a lot pun intended <laughs> um kind of (laughs) but also like my confidence has grown tenfold which is neat in a way because I know at the end of the day like I am in charge of of course I'm in charge of my body which is powerful and we should all be in charge of our own bodies consent is everything yes (laughs) that was a very sarcastic cough uh but yes consent (laughs) is everything and yeah just dating in the time of covid is a ride uh to put it that way (laughs) and let me tell you it unless you are comfortable with it go for it whatever again floats your goat i think that's the (laughs) phrase i'm gonna use it why not Right. Goats are smelly anyway. They should be taking a bath. I love goats. Goats are amazing. Uh, I got attacked by goats once. So that's not amazing. No, my Those goats. No. <laughs> but most goats are fun. But anyway, yeah, dating during COVID. Uh, let's see. My last escapade to put in that way. <laughs> <laughs> word. I gotta start using that for talking about people I am seeing or have seen my last escapade I sound very yeah I don't know like I'm in Bridgerton which I, I don't like that show anyway um yeah I ended up like that that person lived maybe a little bit too far away so now I'm like rethinking like all right like I I am a queer person who cannot do long distance unless it is with the right person because right. long distance can be a struggle. I actually know I actually know a few people who are in long distance relationships and I watch them struggle here and there. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's for me. But yeah, it's it's hard because then it's like you want to see them all the time. Yeah. But you're far away. And also COVID's still a thing. Yeah. So it's funny though because like I was on dating apps and I had started seeing like 
people putting in their bios like i'm fully vexed <laughs> or like if you're not vexed you can swipe left <laughs> which is accurate like and, it, and it's cool that people are really taking that into consideration yeah well i feel like um queer culture is always five steps ahead of everybody else oh, so it's absolutely. like we're going to totally embrace this and we're making this our own and leaving the straight people in the dust and they can do their own thing i'm straight people who uh, yeah no, I, I, <laughs> I didn't make you giggle because i had said i had no intention of ever interviewing somebody who was straight yeah. yeah we need more inclusive and safe platforms so yeah. that's a plus uh what was i gonna say but yeah, dating in the time of COVID has just been a a, ride, a roller coaster, shall we say, <laughs> to put it that way. Is there anything you would like to promote before we end our escapade together? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to start catching on because, you know, instead yes. of copying season, it's going to be escapading. No, that doesn't work. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Because now I sound like Dory when she's trying to do escape. Hmm, that's weird. It sounds like escape. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anything I would like to plug? Um, besides my laptop charger, because my laptop's... <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I don't really have anything to plug. I just, I guess if I were to throw some nuggets of quote-unquote wisdom out there, I am now doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just find time this summer to fucking relax enjoy yourself enjoy time with others do what you gotta do that makes you happy make yourself a priority because let me tell you taking care of yourself is not selfish so that is the last yeah thank you and and just to be clear too self-care is different things to everybody and I, cause Absolutely. I, people say that automatic white woman image of I'm in my bath and a glass of wine. <laughs> Although actually, you know what? Sometimes that works too, but you got to yeah. figure out what works for you. I'm a huge, like I am now becoming more and more like of like a mental health advocate. And it's like, and you know, we work in the field and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I want to be at a place in the world where it's like, we as a humanity as a humanity <laughs> as <laughs> being, no, I'm kidding uh you know so like we gotta take care of ourselves as much as we take care of others yeah yeah I tell this to every patient I see what's the first thing they tell you if the plane's gonna go down you put that mask on yourself same with COVID <laughs> keep your mask yeah. keep your mask don't sneeze on people Oh my God. And also, um, the one last plug in the mask goes over your nose. Yes. Because then otherwise it looks like your dick is hanging out, and that's just gross. Yeah. yeah you may as well not wear it at all. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for letting me pick your brain. Uh, I get to now be professionally nosy. <laughs> and wait, you are, oh, yes. You can pick your brain. You can pick your nose. You can pick your friend's brain. You still can't pick your friend's nose unless you two are really close and you have consent. Yeah, I was going to say consent. <laughs> we were thinking the same thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anytime you want to come back, 
if you have a project or you just feel like you need a, a place to rant, you're more than welcome to come back to Birds and Bees. Um, folks, like, subscribe, rate. Uh, remember, feedback makes this show better. Uh, shoot me an email at birdsandbeespod at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to be a guest because you're living somewhere or doing something where you're judged or don't feel like you're part of the, the community, you can email me at birdsandbeespod at gmail.com. Thank you again. It was so wonderful to have you here and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Sue. You're welcome. Take care. Be well. You too. Bye.